Another pretty standard season for Jonas Brodeen in 2022-2023. What effect will Brock Faber have being his new line mate next season? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning in to Locked On Wild, we welcome you aboard and hope you stick with us through the offseason and beyond. If this is one of your regular check-ins to Locked On Wild as one of our everydayers, we're glad to have you back. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we evaluate the 2022-2023 season for Jonas Brodeen and look at what's to next to come for the stalwart Wild defenseman. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. A little bit of a curveball. We will still be discussing the uh, Brett McLean news for tomorrow's show, but uh, we'll be recording that um, and releasing that for tomorrow, for today. Uh, we're going to talk about Jonas Brodeen and his 2022-2023 season. Uh, pretty much what you would expect from Brodeen in uh, what was yet another solid season for him. Uh, again, a huge shout-out to Brett Marshall of Sound the Foghorn for his uh, player cards, making it super easy to take Brodeen's stats uh, and all the stats of the various wild players and uh, bring them to you here today. So some of the numbers for Brodeen amongst wild defensemen, his three goals ranked third, his 50 hits ranked fourth, his 130 blocks ranked third. Uh, goals against per 60 of 1.74 was third amongst wild defensemen. Uh, goals for percentage of 57.53 was also third. The Corsi against per 60 of 54.26 was first. Corsi for percentage of 52.25 was also first for Brodeen. So a lot of good defensive numbers for Brodeen, and that shouldn't be a surprise, although maybe with Matt Dumba as his line mate predominantly, that should be. But that pairing ranked as one of the more prolific shutdown D pairings throughout the course of the NHL for this season. But you think about why that is. And because Matt Dumba's not a, a shutdown defenseman, but I think it's because Brodeen has become accustomed so much to what Dumba is able to do and where, more importantly, he needs help. Knowing what areas he's going to cover in all particular situations, and you get familiar enough with the guy to know, okay, this is where I need to help. This is where Dumba can do a little more to where I can maybe maybe play off or ease off a little bit. And so a, a pretty good shutdown pairing for a, uh, a second-line D pair uh, for this Minnesota Wild team, who obviously has Jake Middleton and Jared Spurgeon as their top pairing. Uh, so some pretty solid numbers for Brodeen defensively. 
He played in 60 games this year, so did miss some games due to injury in his age 29 season. But think about this for some of those numbers uh, for Brodeen. In 60 games, had the 130 blocks. If he had played closer to 80, that's likely a career high, as his career high before this season was 2017-2018 when he blocked 139 shots. If you take his 50 hits and extrapolate that over the course of an 82-game season, that's likely a career high, which before this season was back in 2018-2019 when he had 61 hits. So potentially contributing career highs in those areas. The one that is a little odd for Brodeen is the 30 penalty minutes. That's the most that he's had in a season since 2018-2019. The last two years he's been at 18 penalty minutes in both seasons. But a little bit of an uptick in penalty minutes, especially with 60 games played. Not a surprise considering the issues that this team had in 5-on-5 scoring. You go from last year where the Wilds were controlling the puck essentially the entire game most nights to where your defensemen are able to then step up into the play, step up on that blue line, and, uh, and contribute offensively without having to worry to sprint back to try to cover a turnover or a potential odd man rush. Spurgeon's still very good in those areas. One of the best on this team in terms of covering odd man rushes and breakaway attempts. But so good. I think the Brodeen's signature is his ability to blanket and limit top players in the NHL. He has had the opportunity to shadow Connor McDavid on numerous occasions and has usually won out in those instances, his pursuit and his ability to just you know, frustrate players while out there on the ice that are on his watch is, is one, of the, one of the better and more unsung defensemen in the NHL. Did that in the early part of the series against the Dallas Stars and did that throughout the course of the regular season as well. So as far as Brodeen goes, doesn't show any, ta- any signs really – of slowing down. It's just one of those seasons that you look at with the struggles in five on five, really having to flip and focus more to defense all the time, as opposed to being able to, uh, to add in some of that offense um, over the last couple of seasons. And you have those breakdowns early on in the season. Once this team got things shored up defensively, it was a top-five defensive unit in the NHL the rest of the season after that early start to the year. And Brodeen was a huge part of that. So statistically, defensively, we're seeing things continue. Offensively, there was a dip, but you'd expect that with a team that was so heavily dominant in 5-on-5 five five last year, not so this year. And Brodeen not being a guy who plays a ton on the power play so that offense, uh, those offensive numbers taking a drop, um, but defensively, he's he's still that same guy that he was um, early on in his career. Just took a little while for things to get going here this season. And one of the interesting questions that we'll look at uh, later on in the episode is what effect 
his new expected line mate um, on that second line pairing will, what effect that'll have, the Brock Faber effect. Uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, we'll hand out some letter grades for Brodeen as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel is safe and secure, plus the best part is when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Make sure you head to FanDuel.com slash locked on, and when you do, you'll get your no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, your listen for tomorrow, tomorrow's episode, will be a little bit of a look as to what Brett McLean can bring to the Iowa Wild and what that means for the Minnesota Wild coaching staff as to which way they look for a new assistant coach. So that's coming up on tomorrow's show. As for today, we continue to discuss Jonas Brodeen and his 2022-2023 season. Let's start offensively with the letter grades. And I think I'm going to go offensively with a... I'll go offensively a C. Brodeen's not a guy that you're asking a ton from um, on offense. His big focus always is on the defensive side of the puck. He's shown over the last couple of years the ability to step in and to chip in when necessary, but a little bit of a dip in all of those uh, offensive statistics over the uh, the last couple of seasons, his lowest point total since 2018-2019. And so we're, we're going to take some points off for that. Also, the, uh, the uptick in penalty minutes um, and... You look at just um, really nothing in the uh, in the way of power play um, chip-ins as well. So we're going to go with a C for offense. For defense, I'm going with an A-. minus. I will take into consideration those first few games of the season in which everything just looked hideous. Uh, you had defensive breakdowns, coverage breakdowns all over the place. Goalie's not able to stop a single thing. After that got tightened up, it was pretty impressive what this team did to opponents the rest of the way. And you're talking about games against teams like the Los Angeles Kings uh, that win against them by a 2-1 to one score. Uh, the Devils, 2-1. to one. You got a lot of games against really, really good offenses that the Wild were able to just kind of grind into dust. And Brodeen was a huge part of that. So we're going to give him an A- minus in that category. Uh, as far as special teams go, Brodeen, you look at his statistics, penalty kill time on ice, he was second on the team with 177 minutes, 38 seconds. His penalty kill goals against per 60, 1.35. And his penalty kill, well, that was third on the team. 
and his penalty kill expected goals against per 60 of .74 was second on the team. So really, really good on the penalty kill. From a power play perspective, 29 minutes, 38 seconds, which was fourth amongst wild defensemen. Uh, no points and uh, in expected goals for in power play time on ice of 2.22, which was fifth. So not a huge contributor on the power play, but a massive contributor on the penalty kill, which up until the postseason was better. And so I'm going to go A-, minus, I think, for the special teams for the regular season as well. Now, postseason-wise, as I alluded to, I would think... If you looked at all the things, which we have, um, after the series was done, if you look at all the things that went wrong for the Wild in that series against Dallas, I would say Brodeen is is further down on the list than a lot of those other key areas. Um, he, he wasn't, if you look at the statistics, wasn't super careless with the puck, um, had just the, the one giveaway... In those six games, uh, he still had 11 blocks in those six games, nine hits. He had five takeaways in that span. He did not contribute any points and was a plus one in those six games. Uh, 25 minutes, 47 seconds of, uh, of ice time during the postseason. So you're asking a ton from Brodine, the team collectively is playing like mostly trash in a large majority of those games. But if we had to pinpoint, I don't think Brodine is as much of a, or was as much of a problem as some of his teammates were in that postseason series. So I think, I think I'm going to go with a C here. I know we've, we have gone with D's and F's. For a lot of, especially on the offensive side, we've gone with D's and F's for a lot of guys. But I am going to give some credit early on in that series for what he was able to do against Jason Robertson. Uh, In in some of those early games, matched up against him as much as possible, was physical with him along the boards, and kept Robertson from really getting going until late in the series. So I'm going to give a little credit there. But at the end of the day, you can fully justify giving everybody an F because the postseason, again, F, uh, what letter does the word failure start with? F. So you could justify that for sure. But I will give some credit to Brodeen uh, for what he was able to do in that postseason series. And so overall grade for Brodeen for this season, I think I'm going to go with an A-. minus. There were some things... Early in the season, uh, you had the uh, the 22 games missed due to injury as well. But by and large, when Brodeen was on the ice, it was the same Brodeen that we've seen for the uh, the last several seasons. And so it's interesting. You look at the Brodeen contract, and at $6 million per year, and we'll talk about this more in a little bit, the Brodeen contract, by and large, just looks way different than the one that uh, Jared Spurgeon signed because you're just con- you just continue to see just this continued really, really good stretch of defense from Jonas Brodeen. So um, it is interesting that uh, no matter what happens, it seems like he's just really solid 
through um, through big portions of the season. So solid work for Jonas Brodeen. Uh, as far as what comes next for Jonas Brodeen, we'll take a look at his exact contract situation as well as his expected new line mate on that second pairing as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we'll dive into the news that Brett McLean was announced as the Iowa Wilds' new head coach and what it means for the big club on tomorrow's episode. So looking at Brodeen's status, what comes next? What do we need for Brodeen going forward? Brodeen is signed through the 2027-2028 season at $6 million per. And so at his age 29 season right now, he'll be 34 by the time that deal is done, um, which is that that's about the time you start to see uh, at least a little bit of a change uh, with how defensemen operate. So it's it hasn't hit concern levels yet, and it really won't until we start to see noticeable drops in Brodeen's production on the ice, his ability to defend the way that he does. Offense is kind of up or down depending on what's going on that season. So not as worried offensively unless it's a Matt Dumba situation where it's a defenseman you are kind of relying on to provide some offense that just suddenly can't. But with Brodeen, it all comes down to what he does on the ice, and his ability to continue to do that will make his contract more of a bargain at $6 million per. He routinely operates like a defenseman paid at a $7 or $8 million per season level. So as long as he continues to do that, that contract is just fine for the Minnesota Wild. The big thing for him is going to be how he gels with his expected new line mate, Brock Faber, who is expected to take over for Matt Dumba, who is expected to leave via free agency. We discussed Matt Dumba on yesterday's show for all the everydayers that tuned in. And it's, I would put it at a, I'll say non-zero, but I would put it at highly, highly unlikely that Matt Dumba returns. And so you're going to put Brock Faber in to the lineup and because of how he played, there's really no reason to not put him into a top four role. He is a player who shows real responsibility out on the ice, poise, and a calm demeanor. And honestly, it's, I think, just a really, really good pairing for both players. On the Brodeen side, he's not going to have to He's not going to have to be as responsible defensively for the entire pairing as he was with Dumba on the ice because Brock Faber can do more defensively, and he should be able to cover more ground to where Brodeen is maybe not having to try to anticipate what's going to happen as opposed to simply reacting to what's going on on the ice. And on the Faber side of things, Faber now getting a full season's worth of NHL ice time. Brodeen is going to be able to help guard against, in the event that there are, any sort of growing pains 
from Faber as he figures things out. Hardly looked like there were any um, in the time in which Faber played down the stretch. But that's not to say that a guy who now is is getting accustomed to being a full-time NHLer, there's, there's not to say that he's not going to have off nights from here, off nights from time to time. But by having Brodeen as your line mate, going from playing with a guy that really has no defensive ability to a guy who is real, real polished as a uh, defenseman, I think Brodeen's going to like that uh, a little bit as uh, as that second line pairing. And so there's there's nothing to suggest that that won't be a really solid D pairing to pair with. Um, Jake Middleton and Jared Spurgeon. It's possible. I don't want to. I don't want to put myself on hot take island here. It's possible that that top four is better. Subtracting Dumba and adding Faber, um, it's possible that that could be one of the better top fours that this team has had in quite some time. If Faber is able to keep his production level similar to uh, to where it was in his first cup of tea at the NHL level. And so that part of the equation for Brodeen should be pretty easy. And it's going to be really interesting and really fun, I think, to see how Faber picks Brodeen's brain about particular defensive assignments, particular methods. It feels like a really good player for Faber to, um, to learn from out there on the ice. So I I have a feeling that that pairing is going to work really, really well. The big question for Jonas Brodeen going forward is just, can we continue to get more of the same uh, that we've seen? We expect a lot out of Brodeen. He does a lot out there on the ice. And so is he going to be able to continue to provide that on a team that is likely going to have to make some tough decisions as this offseason unfolds, which will mean that there will be younger players on the roster, less experienced players on the roster. Is he going to be able to, especially with what could be an entirely new third-line pairing, is he going to be able to continue to play at that same level he has or most of his career, because if he were to have some regression this season or or beyond, that is one that I think is going to be tricky for this team to navigate. And it seems like anytime Spurgeon is hurt, that's the more um, Brodeen is hurt. I should say, when Brodeen's out of the lineup, that's the absence that's felt. Ironically. When Spurgeon's out of the lineup, it seems like the team does does better. But with Brodeen out of the lineup, that's when they really feel it. So is he going to be able to continue to provide that same level of solid defensive play? Um, as long as he does, as we said at the top of the show, as long as he does, that's going to be just a continued solid contract for the Wild that really doesn't hurt you in any stretch of the uh, imagination. So all in all, a solid season for Brodeen, a little bit of 
a slip offensively, but it's one of those bugs that just goes around the entire team, and it seems like everybody catches it. So I'm not super worried about that as long as the defensive level continues to be where it is, and it was. So all in all, a solid season for Jonas Brodeen, and looking forward to more of the same as uh, he moves throughout the rest of his contract. And you put a couple more seasons like this together for Brodeen, and he just continues to climb the charts in terms of wild defensemen all time. It's hard to believe he's been here as long as he already has and just continues to be a real solid, really underappreciated defenseman on this wild team. So there you have it for today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, and uh, we thank you once again for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, thank you once again for tuning into Lockdown Wilds, and we hope to uh, have you stick around throughout the rest of the offseason and into next season as well. If you are an everydayer that tunes in each and every day of the week, thanks for stopping by once again. We will uh, see you tomorrow for another edition of Lockdown Wild. Whichever category you fall into, you can find new episodes of Lockdown Wild on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. So make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss out on any new content throughout the rest of the week. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.